0: Bonjour, mademoiselle. I couldn't help but notice you from afar. Your excessively wide-brimmed hat and blindingly colorful floral print skirt have captured my attention. Not at all unlike the countless youth of our nation taken prisoner of war by those damned crafty Germans. Will the Kaiser's tenacity ever cease to amaze? I expect not, madam. But what kind of -of turn-of-the-century Frenchman would I be if I were to pass over the opportunity of uncomfortably commenting upon your radiant, youthful, trusting beauty? Why, I would have to identify as French-Canadian, forthwith, were this diem not carpeid. I'll have you know, through no small amount of prideful boasting, that you now converse with a brilliant inventor of some great note. Allow me to query about your knowledge of late 80s children's toys. By chance, have you ever been so smiled upon as to find yourself familiar with the smash hit powered doohickey that goes by the name Bop it? Well, my sweet flower, not to toot my own steam whistle, but the great man who gifted that miracle to the world is miraculously the very same man standing way too closely to you this very same lucky moment. So now that my woo has been so expertly pitched, How would the proposal of quality alone time at my villa in Gombe strike your fancy? I believe on our arrival that you won't be able to resist the urge to melodically ponder that you think we're alone now. Happenings Today hey That's Chris Hello. right there And James Hi oh, You guys You guys perfectly Made your own little Your Your signature Just Idiot noises Right when I said your name <laughs> I love it You guys Are You gotta be Like maybe Like Maybe Eighth Eighth and twelfth Best friends Uh You know respectively. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah. At least okay. I'm in the top 20. It's not... I mean, I only have 13 friends. Oh, oh shit. shit. What?
1: Am hey, I number 8 or am I uh, number 14?
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before I answer that, Chris, what happened?
2: What? What's what?
0: You said, oh, shit. <clears throat> like something bad happened.
2: No, I was just realizing when you said you only have thirteen friends, you know how far down on the list both of us are. So I don't even want to know. I'll just graciously accept my uh, my uh, little award for being awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are still. I mean, it, it. You know, don't worry about the fact that four of my best friends are my pets. Um, Listen, man. Maybe you
1: she your other eleven best friends on the podcast. Alright.
0: Oh man, if I if I could, you think you'd be here? Man. Oof. They've been on a few episodes. See, those guys, they know how to party. Um, no, they don't. That's a lie. You guys are literally my only friends. Ooh. Aside from our. our <laughs> That's dear, wor- that makes me feel dear. worse. Right? Because you guys are terrible fucking friends.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, I'm really sorry.
2: I, I mean, both. I'm not. Yeah, I'm best. not the best at this game. but
0: Now, you know what they say, though, Chris, is don't hate the game. Hate the, the world James. and everyone that lives in it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that, that's always been the motto, right? hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> one so, of them.
0: Uh, I, w- I would like to welcome you both um, to our nice little safe haven of, of a place for... You know, fuck ups and, and, and refugees and bridge living beneath homeless dwellers and mer people uh, of all
2: uh. races. Two, another. But still, what? Only if you're stuck in traffic uh, or on the toilet. Let's not forget the rule. You can be making toast
0: on a Wednesday.
2: Oh, yeah. Or making toast. Jesus but it's only Christ. Tuesday.
0: If you're gonna just chew them off our porch with your fucking
2: broom, then. You did that. I'm just making sure everybody remembers the room. That's all.
0: Now now get out of here now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Y'all don't belong here. (laughs) Yeah, see? We don't
1: take kindly to our type around these cars, see?
0: Okay, so that that was was a gangster farmer? (laughs) 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 Up here in the
1: rural areas of New York, see?
2: That's right, say. Right? Ah. I, I, live,
0: I live in Pepperidge Farms, yes. I don't know where Pepperidge Farms is. We this.
1: remember. Um,
2: aha. Good cookies. <laughs> good cookies. Man, that was pretty I like them cookies. You know what? I, I say
0: we end it on a high note and we just call it a day.
1: Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. James, stop doing that.
2: <laughs> That's the first time we've uh, we've done an outro before the intro because yeah, i stopped you in not, the middle of it to remind people of the not rules. Have the authority. <laughs> Welcome
0: to another fucking goddamn young people. Damn it, Cam. Fucking always stepping on my shit. Episode of see no hear no speak no.
2: That's right. The UFOs. The conspiracies. The yapping-ass kitty cats. When she doesn't need anything She just got fed and all that She just wants to Fucking
0: And I'm James Best part is uh, My dogs have not yet been fed Yet both sleeping Just so comfortably and quietly by my feet And Raina has had everything That Chris can provide Yet she screams Anger Anger and hate.
2: She's she, just a yapping ass kitty cat.
0: Hey, so uh, so we're here tonight, actually, to to finally re-record the second episode of the Bluebeard of Gombe, because uh, the last time we tried to do such a thing, Chris's recording only recorded twelve minutes. Oh, <clears throat> um, so yeah, I'm calling him out on it. Talk. So, Chris, I do have friggin one, friggin one super, super important uh, question for you, and that is, are you actually going to look at your recording tonight?
2: I'm personally monitoring this friggin' screen and it, the, the friggin' friggin'... <laughs> yes. God damn it, uh, if I have to stare at this fucking thing all night, I'll stare at the fucking thing all night, okay? You know
0: what's fun about that whole thing that you just said is that not only do I stare at my recording the entire time we're recording, Same. I also have to stare at my phone and read every all my notes. And then, for hours on end afterwards, still staring at that fucking recording screen <laughs> so that I can edit the wonderful show that we bring to these fond-ass, sexy nobodies... Out in wonderful wonderland Who should email us at See note, hear note pod at gmail.com
2: Or S-N-H-N-S-N-P-O-D S- S- At gmail.com You bunch of bitches I like how James tried to jump in there
1: Well, because you fun. took a really long pause I didn't know if you were waiting for one of us to say it
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I was That's Chris's line and, uh, and now you're just making me feel bad And I'm going to have to make another useless fucking email address Just for you to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like on the tail end
1: of say. all of these traditions The intros, the emails, everything mm. I'm just getting the well, scraps I'm
2: going to call it And you know, James
0: And James you know what you say? James Conan you know what to say is When you show up late to the party You get used
2: hookers
1: Oh, Ooh.
0: that's yeah. rough that's rough. So, is that what they say? I've I I've heard him. I mean, I've heard it. It. I've, I've heard him say it. Yeah, I've said it at least that hmm. one time I just said it. So yeah. Someone says it at least. It depends on so if you you're consider one me one of a them. I suppose.
2: I was going to say you're one of them left huh? off
0: with I Henri wondered. Desiree Landry was um, you know, the cops were nipping at his heels after his his final murder. Um one of his Bunch of fucking heel nippers. One of his uh, victims' sisters, her half sister, actually, became super cop supreme. In that, uh, she noticed that the cops weren't doing shit. They weren't gonna do shit. Uh, World War One was happening. Everyone was worried about that. All of the cops were just worried about uh, you know. There's tons of young men dying, you know, miles away. On the front mm-hmm. and uh you know so some ladies are, are missing you know whatever we're not gonna look war I can't even find my glasses besides they're only women wow
1: James whoa whoa whoa! who said that whoa I, dude I who, think... is there a fourth person that's called that, that was crazy dude who I said just
0: that I hope that your girlfriend's not sitting next to you Mm.
1: She is and she's staring at (laughs) me
0: That's good Stab (laughs) him Stab him good Uh, uh, Dabbed on her Gross Okay (laughs) So Does anybody else uh, Remember The other reasons why uh, Nobody gave a shit Or nobody found him Before this lady Went all fucking Jean-Claude Van fucking Split kicking awesome
2: Because he was a master of disguise
0: Yes, exactly. Master of disguise, just as we spoke about, he had that. Uh, the, he he had those those glasses that he wore
2: sometimes. Yep, the fucking horn rimmed <clears throat> glasses. They are, they <clears throat> fucking do it every time.
0: And also, like we we did touch upon uh, in the lost recording um, <clears throat> uh, during this time period, to be a master of disguise, all you had to do was be able to put two names together. That weren't yours. Mm-hmm. Um, because who, who the fuck would know otherwise? <laughs> that's right. Just look it up it's in a their computers
2: s- real Very strange honor system.
0: Exactly. You're like, no, my name is Pete Jimincha. And they're like, oh, well, you're not in our system. And I'll be like, what's a system? What? And how do this I is I get on it? 19, and how do you know I'm friends. not on it? And that's when you scream, which, as loud as you can. And you point at the person and then they're burned at the stake and you don't have to worry about it anymore
1: dude times were so right. much James, simpler please. back in the day god I, I want to go mm-hmm. back man I was James. born in the wrong generation I tell you what
2: that's right we know we we know you've never experienced this but there certainly was a time there was a time before yep. DNA testing
0: mm-hmm. I mean we, we technically For, had never experienced the whole before DNA thing so
2: you shush it Took it? What? You, shush it. Oh, anyway. shush! It. There was a time, James. Old oh, spring I, I, chicken.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought like a whole uh, <clears throat> like lecture story was coming. I was I was about to sit uh, Indian style, or I'm sorry, cross-legged on the floor. No, no. I I decided to, to let him slide. And, and I was going <laughs> to get you your slippers and your your smoking pipe your glasses. Well, that is very
2: nice of you. This is and starting to sound very away. racist. And your beard comb. Contagious. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I will um, need all those things regardless.
0: Yes. Uh, good luck. I need you to send me something, and that's apparently not happening. Mr. I-have-to-go-see-James-Tomorrow-at-work-for-some-stupid-shit-whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, he did.
0: You're both idiots and you both suck. And that's why I love you so much. Oof. Right? I know. (laughs) That's how life is sometimes, though, James. It's tough love. It's tough Um, love. So, the other reasons being that uh, his whole family basically... I I don't want to say they helped him every step of the way because they certainly didn't. But they certainly did help. Um, His sons, as we'll learn, uh, were complicit in... Uh, most likely some of the robbing of these women, uh, if not certainly the, the after-selling of their possessions when they went uh vanish And then his wife uh, posed as some of these women to get at their bank accounts and wrote letters to, to people to be like, no, we're not dead, how about you? You know? Um,
1: yeah, it's important to remember so, that, like, nobody in this story is innocent, really.
0: Like, Well, I mean, except for the victims, the, the, the innocent victims.
1: We don't know if they were innocent. We don't know if they also helped with the other wives. Like, the, the girl that, that he killed before, this one might have been helping him cover up other victims and that's shit.
0: That's very true. Might have been helping the Germans. I get it.
2: I get it. Well, what the it their money was dirty as well? The, German. the Germans. Um, the
0: Germans. And then the other reason that, um, no one could seem to fucking put a finger on this guy's, uh, taint pulse Fake was mustache. that since all the young men, uh, all the, the strapping beautiful young Frenchmen that would have been cops were now, uh, lying dead in a trench, uh, at the battle of the Somme.
1: That's right. Uh, you said there was only like, what, two cops in the whole area and the closest one what? was like <laughs> 10 miles away or something.
0: Even better, there was one police officer, uh, actually a peace officer, he wasn't even officially a cop, but there was one cop in his entire town who was over 70 years old.
1: Yeah, you said like then, 78, oh I think. I think it was 78.
0: Like crazy. Then the nearest, crazy. Break, the, the nearest other cop was one cop on horseback uh, at the at the next town, which I believe was three or four miles away.
2: So, um. Wowie's always. Yeah, I mean. And no radios. <laughs> I mean,
0: that's just me going five finger discount
2: all day.
1: Dude, I'm telling it's you, wrong generation, man. I could have lived in that town and smoked weed and never had to worry.
0: Well, I mean, you can. That's true. You can kind of do that here, though.
1: Oh, no, I gotta worry hard, man. I, I, I mean, you gotta worry hard around here. Yeah, the harsh, well, I mean, that partial that awesome. where I am
0: right now. Well, I think it's a good thing that uh, that you are putting it out for literally any and all to listen to and pay attention to without even saying, allegedly.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, this is all for uh, fair use purposes. Anything in this could be written off of satire or jokes. And th- this has no legal standing.
0: Satire or jokes? Not
2: both. It's a comedy podcast. It, it's it, there's sure. a
1: difference. There's a difference between satire and normal jokes.
2: I. Yep.
1: <clears throat> I went to clown college. You know I, I didn't should know these says? things.
2: Because <coughs> I, I said, said clown so. Clown college? What?
1: Yeah, you didn't know that.
0: I mean, I assumed. It was the
1: same one that uh, Steve I went to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Very very illustrious.
0: I walk into James's work to say hey, and he's like, honk, honk, and I'm like, what?
1: So <laughs> like, James, I never realized you had an incredibly enlarged red nose that made honking sounds when squeezed.
0: Yeah, every, every <laughs> single time I say that. Um, you know what else I don't know has- how you
1: never remember.
0: You know what else has honking sounds when squeezed? Yo, um, yeah, what
2: what, what broke? Jesus. <laughs> uh,
0: more than likely, many of. Bluebeards, victims, James. <laughs> 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 yeah. To show at least a little bit of reference. uh uh-huh. oh. Uh-huh.
2: So you think um, he would like honk a booby after he was done? I'm just like, just, a, just a, like quick a little a
0: honk. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I'd like to. Sorry think you're so you're
2: dead. Honk honk.
0: I'd like to think so. You know, you find yourself alone in a room with a dead body. You're not gross. You're not going to do anything too far, but honking a boob, you know. Well, I think, and I then think if you good, then it anything falls anything off anything in your hand, far. you can make peace with God about that afterwards. Um, I'm
2: not going to do anything too far, but we've like, talked about some who would and um, did. I will. So, <laughs> never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so so Landrew had taken great pains, of course, to separate his, his victims, uh, or his alleged victims, from their families. As we remember, he would, uh, he would court some women for years, and, you know, uh, just earning their trust little by little. Uh, one of these women, I believe his, his very first victim, had uh, a teenage son. Who was waiting to go into the army because he was so patriotic? He just couldn't fucking
2: stand it. And I, I, I will never understand that uh, that that frame of mind. I, same.
0: I'm like, is there like a, a like a like a hovel that I could hide in, like until it's all over? I'm. I'll be good there. <laughs> just throw me some peanuts every day, and um, and maybe like a you know like a I don't know, like a big screen TV or something
1: whoa 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 Get a little out of yourself there
0: um how <laughs> about rule number one is shut up oh um Jesus Christ that is actually rule number one we that's a a long fully established uh podcast on our show uh rule it um
1: so I guess I'll be spending the rest of this episode on mute then
0: um not on mute it's, it's really honor system type stuff and, uh, you're not being very honorable. I think we all know what that means. Mister, you need to buy a kimono so that you can take it off and cut yourself in front of us. I didn't catch that.
2: Ooh. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah.
0: Well, when you lose honor, you have to commit ritual suicide. Typical? Yeah. Seppuku. Ooh. Typical. Seppuku.
2: Um. That sounds awful. Awesome. So, uh, he, you know,
0: while Bluebeard is, is fucking trying his best to rip these ladies that he's trying to to fraud in some way or another away from their families, he is also, uh, trying equally as hard to make sure that these families still believe that their loved ones are alive and well. Um, two of, uh, Guyit... Guyen's uh, friends, that I uh, can't remember which numbered victim, I, I sincerely apologize for that. Um, we'll get to it. Received postcards from Landrieu saying that Guyen was unable to write for herself. Uh, he then forged a letter from Buisson to her dressmaker and another to the concierge of her Paris apartment. Uh, he represented himself as the attorney of Madame Jumet, who was divorcing her husband and successfully closed out her bank accounts while posing
2: as her fucking uh, her attorney. <clears throat> uh, to, Remember the to, people pickler did some of this, but, but this is this is on some whole other level type uh, shit that, this, that uh this
0: guy this guy here was just so prepared to do whatever. Like certainly seems matter. so and, and what's great is any other time period if this did not happen in France during fucking World War One, chances are we wouldn't be reading about him now. Because he, he... It's not just that he was sloppy. It's that he didn't give a shit. And he didn't give a shit. And he didn't give a shit. I don't know if he didn't give a shit because he knew he wouldn't be caught. Or he was just his normal everyday self who was someone who just naturally didn't give a shit because there were no <laughs> consequences for such things
2: you know that's, that's pretty it's that's pretty interesting to think about because like, it's never been a day and age that we've experienced when you could actually sit back you're smart enough to sit back and look at the whole system and go eh, nah, it's gonna be good I don't have to worry about this yeah. at
0: all that's <laughs> not for me thanks no, i'm good none, none for me i'm full i'm full on rules and and, and punishments <laughs> i think i'll go without for a day or two um 2 years after buisson uh, met landru her son who was living with her sister passed away and so the the family of of miss buisson uh, madame buisson wanted to notify her about her son's passing because yeah but, they couldn't find her. So, her sister remembered that she had whispered her intention of running away to Gambé with a Monsieur Galet. Wow, that, that last sentence rhymed pretty well, huh? Guys?
2: Guys? Uh, 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 uh. Guys? I'll give it to you. Running away to Gambé with Monsieur Galet? That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: Some sick okay. rhymes you got there. Um... Thank you.
2: Uh,
0: my mixtape is coming out. Uh, I think it was like twelve minutes ago. What's, it didn't do well. What's it called? Uh, it's called
1: "Stupid Assholes." Listen to this stupid shit. Fuck you. That's that's pretty punk, dude. I like it. I'm gonna check it out.
0: Well, it it's it's a it's a folk album. It's all about you know liking trees and such.
2: Oh. Sounds like <laughs> it, it would it's got, smell like patchouli. It's got sick beats, though.
0: If I do say so myself, mm-hmm. sick beats. Um, so, uh, <laughs> mm. Madame Supercop <clears throat> ended up writing to the, the mayor of Gombe seeking his help in finding either her sister or this man that she only knew as Monsieur Gallet. Um, the mayor replied that he didn't know either of them. But maybe she could meet the family of uh, a lady, Madame Coulomb, who was also missing in Gombe. She had vanished under Uh strikingly similar circumstances. So, uh, unknown by anyone at the time, uh, Coulomb had disappeared after meeting Landru in 1917. So, the... (laughs) the person that how uh, curious that lived in the uh, the villa that she was uh, asking about um, the mayor Uh told Uncle Mike's
2: home yay
0: Uncle Mike please don't hit us today Uncle Mike
2: I I know I heard something
0: it's okay it's just uh, it's just crack out lot lizards throwing mud pies at your fucking
2: truck (laughs) oh god I think I had a giant bird last night it was so dark i don't know what happened i just heard this giant smack on the fucking windshield and wow. it scared me like it was it was it was hard and and big enough to make <clears throat> me dodge it in my seat and i didn't even see it <laughs> but i dodged anyway like whoa what the fuck was that <laughs> did you did you just have
0: uh ron jeremy's Wangledo fucking <laughs> fly at you and hit your windshield
2: well that would have been funny it was big and hard. would have left a cool impression. Yeah. No. Ew. So. Dick smears. The mayor. Up, up there he is. <laughs> the mayor. There he is. Hang on. I know, let, I know. Let him get through all this noise. No, let him. Sorry. Be an old man grunting and
0: farting all the way through. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: okay, fine then.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> the mayor. Onward with you. told the uh, the family of Miss Buesen that... Um, it was not a Monsieur <clears throat> Frémier, who was the fiancé of Lucien, but a Monsieur Dupont. <clears throat> so, that is three fucking different names, all associated with the same victim. How crazy is that? And That's the fact pretty that, wild. And the fact that the mayor is like, "Oh no, uh, it's <clears throat> it's not uh, it's not what's his name, uh, Guilley. It's uh, it's Frémier." or was it um, hmm, it could could have also maybe been DuPont or DuPont however DuPont uh, when cops eventually went to uh, and this is the first I saw of this uh, his, his house in Cambay's name was uh, the Villa Hermitage which is the house of her, 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 Hermitage Right? Yeah. Hey. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. We got the baby. Get uh, <laughs> Got the baby. crying. wait. Quiet for just a second.
1: Bye bye. Stop crying, baby. Wait. It's gonna be okay. All right. There you go. I soothe
0: her.
2: Hello. <laughs> that
0: is not my phone's <laughs> voice. Yes,
2: it is.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Yes. My phone. that's creepy. My phone
2: is uh, it's Korean, so your voice talks. I like can't. Your phone talks like the Donnie Darko rabbit.
1: Oh, the Donnie Darko rabbit. What? <laughs> yeah. That was my impression of the Donnie Darko rabbit. Hi, Chris. How is your shower in the truck stop? Uh, 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 uh. uh, that's how I breathe.
0: <laughs> Let's continue the podcast. <laughs> hey, rule number one, motherfucker. Um, so rule number one: sh- don't talk about um, Fight Club. <laughs> so when the cops went to the. Uh, villa Hermitage, as uh, you know, his house was known. They couldn't find fermier uh, Dupont, Dyerd, um or Landru, because the villa was unoccupied. No one was there, but had recently been lived in. Um, so Mademoiselle, wait, Mademoiselle, hey, Chris, say it. You're better at, at French than I am. Said it right. Mademoiselle. Since
2: when? Mademoiselle.
0: Mademoiselle. Mademoiselle. Uh, Lacoste, who was uh, Miss uh, Marie... Or no, no, no. Was uh, Celestine, Wieson's sister, uh, was like, I don't give a shit. I'm still going to find this motherfucker. She had seen him. Looked She knew what he looked like. As we maybe remember uh, from the first episode, possibly. I don't remember if I said it then or or just in the second But he, uh, after absconding with uh, Celestine, ended up trying to to get Marie Lacoste to go and have dinner at at her apartment so that he could most likely kill her because he knew that she was on to him. Um, And, you know, she, what, she was having none of it. She was like, uh, you know, it's sunglasses, uh, where she says something witty. And then sunglasses down and then yeah
2: and then uh, csi uh-huh. starts yeah That was there <laughs> hmm? then csi starts yeah
0: um so she had seen him before of course uh so she just started uh walking around the streets of paris near his old residence to look for him and in 1919 her search kind of it, it paid off she spotted him coming out of a, a dry goods shop, and followed him. Uh, dry goods are literally anything—anything oh. anything yeah. I know what dry goods are—that that is not wet. Oh. Anything wow. that's not wet. Yeah. So. Uh, so. Uh, a shoe. My love a building, life. A.
2: a yes. Vagina. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you leave my vagina out of this. I'm sorry. Or,
2: Never.
0: you leave this in my vagina. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Because it's an orifice? Um, so, she, she sees him uh, coming out of this dry good shop and she follows him, but she then loses him in a crowd. Like it's, it's some crazy stupid movie that's set in New Orleans during Mardi Gras for some reason. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. when you, you see a movie where there's like a cop chasing a guy but then he like runs into a parade and then like there's a bunch of people with like really way too expensive elaborate fucking costumes that aren't just covered in fucking puke. Which e- everyone's
1: real, on stilts, everyone's whatever. got like like skull masks and everyone's got those big mm-hmm. ass like feather fans mm-hmm. on their backs. <clears throat> yeah.
0: There's always there's always that one guy juggling full grown while alligators. on stilts. Mm. <laughs> 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 that part's real though. Um <clears throat> so
2: I was she returned this
0: movie. She returned back uh, to the store uh the the store that sold uh, non wet uh, non bads and she found out that the man's name was not Fermier, but Gillier, which that wasn't his name either. But he lived in the Rue de Rocherac, R O C H E C H O U A R T with his mistress, the Rocherat,
2: the Rocheray Rocherat. Ro- Rochera. uh,
0: anywho, <laughs> um, so the cops were, were called and the police went and picked up Landrew. He was arrested, but uh, what on what charges, basically? Um, on what grounds are you arresting this uh, man, sir? Um, um. Well, you know, they suspected him of murder, but they had no bodies. There was no evidence that he had killed anyone. Um, and he was quite unwilling to discuss any particulars of anything with the authorities. So, they then returned to Gombe, where they started a fucking seriously thorough search of his gardens. Uh, they were ex- escava- excavate excavated. They were exasperated, uh, looking for bones, but they uh, they the only remains that they found were those of a pair of dogs. Hopefully, it was that asshole's griffin dogs. Cause you can't be walking uh-huh. around strutting, <clears throat> just always showing off your griffin dogs and expect me not to want to
1: bear Pointing him. his asshole in my face all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Man, that was the only part that I liked. They searched his old villa at Vernonier and came up empty as well. Uh, all they had to go on was a cryptic memorandum book where Landrew had meticulously recorded his income and his expenses. But along with the multitudes of notes were a few names that authorities uh, they uh, as Chris would say received uh, three quarters of a chub I see that's right on one page was the entry A. Crochet G. Crochet Brazil, Crozatier Harve and uh, a bunch of names basically right um and French words <laughs> and Colum uh, were missing and the authorities soon learned the whereabouts of the Crochets also in question. So these are names of people that are not findable. So, they suspected right. that this was just a, a written down list of his victims, but again, they had no proof that anyone was actually dead. And that, I mean, I guess that can be a, a problem if you're trying to say That's that man killed kind of them, a problem, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can say, I can make up something crazy like, um, like uh, there's, there's like this giant bearded man in the sky that makes us do everything, and then you could just be like, but there's literally no evidence of that whatsoever, um, so we can't arrest him. And I'm like, but he watches me masturbate, and you're like, well, stop inviting him <laughs> into your bathroom. And I'm like, well, that's
2: right. maybe that's the only way I can get off anymore. Stop masturbating in your bathroom while he's in right. there. The
1: thing porn um, does to you, I, t- I tell you, man.
2: Oh, Man,
0: the life of a porn. Um, <laughs> a porn. I okay. Fuck it. Would, it would, <laughs> everything would be sticky, See James.
2: Everything would time. just be
0: sticky all the time. It just.
2: Ugh. I feel you. It smells there was a like time before free internet porn. It smells like licorice. Ugh. I, I, I like me a good piece of licorice every you now and, and. then. No, no mm-hmm. You had to decipher.
1: No, no one likes licorice. I see some a licorice. I, 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 lick, I lick that That's licorice you. up That's and I, <laughs> I eat it up.
0: Okay, I don't know where you, are <laughs> is, but uh, Chris was, was trying to tell you um, oh. that, that pornography in our day was quite different because you had to buy it on pay-per-view what? and... We didn't do that, so. But if you didn't have people, you, you could still hear everything perfectly, but the the screen was scrambled, <clears throat> like uh, you know, but like you still totally can make stuff out. Um, oh, fuck. So yeah, so that's why, that's why I have a very strange fetish of um, uh, etch a sketch, porn. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> literally no one can draw on an etch a sketch. Um, I don't give a shit if you show me a masterpiece that's hanging up in some art uh, house. Art house. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one drew that. That that was a gift from above. Uh, it was. It was Todd. He lives on the top floor, and uh, he did it, and then he dropped it, and now it's mine. And I'm so you're there.
1: more open to the awesome. idea of the all powerful entity bestowing. Some etch a sketch artwork onto the earth rather than someone could mm. just draw in an etch a sketch?
0: I mean, Todd's cool and all. I wouldn't call him all powerful. <laughs> cool. I mean, he works out on Wednesdays.
1: Oh, yeah? Where he work
0: out? Um, he works out on Wednesdays. So. Uh, at this point in the story, Landrew uh, is pretty confident in his his thought that he couldn't be convicted of murder without a body. Uh, although known, such a conviction is actually possible under French law. <clears throat> or was, or possibly <coughs> Sorry. even still is. I don't know. But he kept silent and refused to talk to police. For two fucking years, the police investigated the uh, disappearances of all his victims, <coughs> and Landrew never admitted to a goddamn thing. But slowly, they went through his ledger and were learning that each of the women within had met Landry through his marriage advertisements and then had disappeared. Interestingly, he recorded the purchase of one-way tickets from Paris to Gambay for each of his victims while marking round-trip tickets for himself. I just think that was like he was like, yeah, these ladies they don't know. I know. And I'm going to remember forever, because journal, here I come. Le journal? Move, move. Le, le <laughs> journal, here I come. Gross. Bunch of fucking Franks everywhere with their, their sticky, licorice-flavored
2: mustaches. Sticky, stick That's Sticky, licorice
0: Bay and Vernalier where his homes were were dug up uh, a few times actually they tried to link him to uh, purchases of acids and other chemicals but they tried they to what? <coughs> they what? they what? they what? they tried to link him to the uh, the purchase of acids and other you know chemicals to uh, do terrible things to people with but they couldn't, couldn't. my man knows how uh, to party uh, finally getting mass. Finally, uh, the, the neighbors of uh, the house in Gombe told the authorities that there had often been uh, noxious fumes that would emanate from his kitchen. The stove that Landry had installed shortly after his arrival in Gombe was inspected, and, finally, some evidence of murder was uncovered. In the ashes, they found small bones, which were unmistakably human, as well as burned, but still recognizable Fasteners of uh, worn clothes of French women was also in there. Uh, he had disposed of his victims by burning their remains. They no one still to this day knows how they were actually killed, um, but what happened to uh, you know Miss Cologne and Guizin, as well as nine yeah. other people, was now <clears throat> starting to become a little clearer. So, two years after his arrest, he was finally charged with 11 counts of murder, and he was sent for trial. (sighs) (sighs) So. God damn. If you guys remember, his trial was like a fucking three-ring circus. It was crazy. There were just tons of... Like I said, he was the OJ trial of his day, but probably bigger, even. Um... So he, w- he was arrested in April of 1919 at his home in Paris with his mistress, a 27-year-old named uh, Fernand Cigre, whom he had picked up on an autobus in the city. An autobus. Mm. I think I'll I'll buy a ticket for one of those autobus rides, and I think I'll take it Auto-use. to the dry goods store and see if I can't Multipass. find one of those... <clears throat> Les to hook up with uh-uh. a Madame Sombrero to possibly You don't want to read that much. Strangle and, and burn. James, how hot was Madame bro, Sombrero?
1: Man? Bro. Bro. Uh, bro. Uh, from,
0: from a uh, bro, 1 it. to 10 rating, I'd smash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm Yeah. That's the that is now a number it
1: is dude I, I'd, I'd smash it's off the charts so I'd smash 100 years Man, ago bro I'm there I'd so smash
0: nice. <laughs> I'd do it today you show me some bones and some some right. dust
1: let's go some, raid the Paris national cemetery
0: real <laughs> quick so so at at this time uh, Fran- France the, the, was recovering basically from the, the worst fucking war in the history of all wars and the peace talks at Versailles weren't going well for the French. Um, shortages and economic depression were fucking rampant, um, and a case that promised sex, gossip, and gruesome killings. Uh, that was like a <clears throat> that was a fun thing for the papers every single day to be like, "Hey guys, remember tomorrow we'll have some more of the fucking the talking." And the conspiracies. The murder. Yeah. <coughs> That's right. That's right. And possibly even one of those new flying machine contraptions that we don't know <gasps> the names of. Also, um, take into account that in 1919, the term serial killer had not been created yet. Um, <coughs> uh, mu- uh, multiple murders, uh, multiple murderers were, you know, known to be in Europe at the time um, it was still a novelty uh, it says here in these notes uh, unlike present day, when the concept of a serial killer is as, ubiqui- as ubiquitous as a pickpocket was in the 19th century I don't think it's that ubiquitous right? Uh, everyone knows <laughs> what a serial can... killer is yeah, but can we equate them to pickpockets? Well,
1: they're obviously on a different level as far as like intensity of crime.
0: You know what? No, no, I like what it says. Fuck pickpockets. They are as bad as serial rapist murderers, yes. Put your hand in my That's, pocket and take my. my I'd, I'd, I'd
1: my face, rather die because I, because I fit your profile. James gave me.
2: Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch, but if you think of the times, I guess. Yeah. I mean. Perhaps all I, crime was. Equally as evil. I'm still not buying it.
0: Um, so, um, of course, they had the Jack the Ripper murders uh, that were just 40 years prior to this. Um, uh, but <clears throat> in, in France, it was still fucking crazy to see one person that had killed so many that wasn't a German in charge of the army, you know? Um, All right. And the, the simple idea... That a Frenchman, a Parisian, no less, uh, could actually be doing this, was uh, society changing in France? Because it was no longer an automatic that oh the uh, the Frenchman is totally like righteous and sweet and awesome and like totally yeah. Uh, they could be pieces of shit now, and everybody knew it. So maybe i try being a piece of shit for once for, you know, just a little bit. You know, maybe. And then maybe if I like it, maybe a little longer, you know? Totally, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, what's fun is the French system of justice had only been instituted uh, in whole in 1848. And while not, as is commonly believed, assuming the guilt of the accused... Until innocence is proven, it is heavily weighted against the person on trial. Not only does the chief judge of the three-judge panel serve as an interrogator, the French allow questioning of the accused for the sake of investigation in front of the jury during trial. So they will question them as if interrogation style, but while they're sitting in front of the fucking jury and other judges. Um, during the fucking trial itself. So it's a little weird. Uh, the French system also allows relatives of the victims to bring suit for damages during the course of the trial, and the victim's legal counsel can question the accused and argue before the jury. So basically, they can have, uh, what is it, small claims court go on during a, a criminal serial What the fuck? Case. What's the, oh, what wow. the, what yeah. the fuck?
2: That's goofy. <laughs>
0: Um. So Landry still believed That he couldn't be convicted without a body um, His defense Was pretty much Just to, to To stonewall the court So he would just refuse to answer questions And he would reply that it was No one's fucking business what he knew Of these women's disappearances
2: Wow <laughs> Yeah
1: okay while you're in court Yeah that
0: works That is ballsy That is a cocky is man uh, mm-hmm. So we see here in your journal that you bought a one-way ticket for Madame Sombrero, who was beloved in her local community, and Bet in communities was. possibly not so local. Um, what? I ain't none of your I, business. business. What? That's right. Fuck you, man. I, I, it, what, 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 what is this your business now? What? I don't go to I don't go to your work and fucking uh, get your your penis out of the pencil sharpener um, why not just, I
1: really wish someone would I, I keep doing it and I keep I forgetting the consequences it he did
0: well I think you guys should trade off penis pencil sharpening days and just help each other out
1: alright yeah Chris you wanna you wanna <laughs> talk about this over the podcast <laughs> get, some, get some details banged up
0: you guys yeah we'll start a new no one pictures you need to there um so um you know fuck he's, he's like you guys uh he also believed that he um, he'd been judged sane enough to stand trial, so his innocence was like totally in the bag. Yo, um, he says. <laughs> he, say, he says to the media, in acknowledging I am sane, they are thus establishing my innocence, which makes zero sense. Um,
2: hi right, Dan.
0: <laughs> uh, so for day after day, he stood. Uh, before the interrogation by the court without changing a single single thing of his story he would say over and over again uh, much to the frustration of the ever ravenous fucking observers I have nothing to say every time new evidence was unearthed he would just shrug his shoulders and deny or refuse to discuss Um, uh, he was asked in court what of your relationship with Madame Guyen? Landry replies I am a gallant man and will say nothing. I cannot think of revealing the nature of my relations with Madame Guyen without the lady's permission. <laughs> Damn he's the good guy, guys. Come on. He's like he's he's
2: That's you know, funny as shit.
0: He's totally uh buff and uh has like a totally sweet bike that he he totally built with his with his older brother. Um, you know, good guy, cool you know guy, um, cool guy. So during the course of the trial, uh, he he's old now. You know, he, I, he, fuck, um, I don't know how old, sixties, I guess. Which, when you have both nineteen early nineteen hundreds and being French against you, that's like you know, a thousand. Um, so his health begins to fail. Uh, he begins to provide statements of fact in response to questions now, which means he starts answering things, kinda. But the prosecution would easily refute his allegations. His strategy was a tactical blunder, wrote Lord Birkenhead. That's right. Lord Birkenhead sure. wrote the next Sentence (laughs) I shall read I like that name where explanations are obviously needed and lessen unfavorable inferences to be drawn the failure to afford these explanations will tend to confirm the inference
2: Mm -hmm. okay did you guys understand that nope no I was waiting for more
0: no no that was it let's try that one more time where explanations are obviously needed, unless an unfavorable inference is to be drawn, the failure to afford these explanations will tend to confirm the inference. In other words, um,
2: when yeah, we okay. ask you
0: when we ask you something fucked up, or if you did something fucked up, and you refuse to answer at all, chances are everyone's gonna think you did that thing.
1: Yeah, someone was telling yeah, yeah, me yeah, I like yeah. murder twelve women. Yeah, yeah, I'd be what like, what? It.
0: No. no like no exactly exactly how dare you sir there was one boy uh-huh. in there too Landry's impudence before the court um, <laughs> really pissed the jury off basically um, his uh, his sarcasm and his uh, his his evasiveness only helped proving that he was the kind of man who would deceive these stupid stupid poor lonely, ladies that just really I don't know why I said stupid stupid they were just dumb because they would just stupid it took the jury just two hours after nearly 25 days of testimony to decide that he had in fact killed all 11 and do we all know the penalty for
2: this exile yeah I like Five years in jail. Um, Bluebeard meets
0: Madame Guillotine. Um, French justice is, uh, if nothing else, quite swift. Just two months from the time of his conviction until he would receive word that his execution was imminent. Unlike in America where a prisoner is aware of their execution date, the French system doesn't inform the condemned until very shortly before the execution. Wow. Oh, wow! What a terrifying existence.
1: I mean, the guy that this Seriously. is happening to makes it kind of <laughs> hard to feel bad about that. You know what I'm saying? Jesus like, like why should I care how far freak. in advance he knows he's gonna die? He didn't... I don't think he gave many of those women, like, a heads up, you know what I'm saying?
2: I mean... Yeah, true that. True that. Well, speaking just... of speaking of uh,
0: the guillotine, is uh, is it you know people think that it's a humane way to kill people because you're just you're cutting the spine, man. You're just ending it super quick, right? But there 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 are questions about just how quickly one actually dies after being decapitated. Two doctors in the 1960s wrote that. Death is not instantaneous. Every vital element survives decapitation. It is a savage vivisection followed by premature burial.
1: Yeah, Ooh. but I mean, like, even if your body isn't technically dead, I mean, if your brain is severed, the part of your body that processes everything going on in your body, like, yeah, your body might not be officially dead, but there's no way you're feeling anything going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're only really dead, but you're only alive by
0: definition. Get this. Get this, get this. Uh, the doctors go on to discuss how the brain is capable of breaking down complex sugars into neurons... Uh, in the neurons, into oxygen, for as long as six minutes after decapitation.
1: So they're saying that the person...
0: So, okay. you, could be, you could be brain alive for up to six minutes after having your head chopped off.
1: And, like, actually processing, like, what's going on around you. Like, being able to think in your mind, like, oh, shit, yo... Right. My head got cut
0: off. I I honestly don't... I honestly don't see why not. I don't know. Um, That's fucking terrifying. Eyewitnesses uh, also call into question the swiftness of the onset of death after beheading. Uh, Did it those who saw the grimacing heads in the baskets wondered, kill instantaneously? That's a really oddly fucking worded question, but it was written by someone in the... 1790s uh, so uh, in the 1790s this question was much debated as when uh, Charlotte Corday's head was held up and slapped by the assistant executioner men swore that it not only blushed but showed most unequivocal signs of indignation so she was like man that's fucking embarrassing just holding my head up and then he's gonna slap me in. And her head did that. But without so much valley girl affectation, I suppose. Uh, Or maybe more. I don't know know how French people sound. Um, In an even more graphic account written in 1905, a French doctor experimented with the head of an executed criminal. Um, Quote, The head fell on the head fell on the severed surface of the neck. I was not obliged even to touch it in order to set it upright. Chance served me well for the observation which I wished to make. Here then is what I was able to note immediately after the the decapitation. The eyelids and lips of the guillotined man worked in irregularly rhythmic contractions for about five or six seconds this phenomenon has been remarked by all those finding themselves in the same condition as myself for observing what happens after the severing of the neck. I waited for several seconds. The uh, spasmodic movements ceased. The face relaxed, the lids half-closed on the eyeballs, leaving only the white of the conjuncta visible. It was then that I called in a strong, sharp voice, L'anguille! I saw the eyelids slowly lift up without any spasmodic contractions. I insist advisedly on this peculiarity, but with an event, wait, but with, fucker, but with an even movement, quite distinct and normal, such as happens in everyday life, with people awakened or torn from their thoughts. So in other words, uh, dude was like going to death sleep just a dude's head, whatever, and then he like yelled at it, and the eyes opened up as if startled from sleep. (laughs) Wow. Uh, He continues. Next, Languil's eyes very definitely fixed themselves upon mine, and the pupils focused themselves. I was not, then, dealing with the sort of vague, dull look without any expression that can be observed any day in dying people to whom one speaks. I was dealing with Undeniably living eyes, which were looking at me. At several seconds, the eyelids closed again, slowly and evenly, and the head took on the same appearance as it had before I called out. It was at that point that I called out again, and once more, without any spasm, slowly the eyelids lifted, and undeniably lifting, undeniably living eyes fixed themselves on mine, with perhaps even more penetration. Than Ooh. The first time. There was a further closing of the but now less complete. I attempted the effect of a third call. There was one further movement, and the eyes took on the glazed look, which they have in the dead. I have just recounted to you with the rigorous exactness what I was able to observe. The whole thing had lasted 25 to 30 seconds. So...
2: That is
0: gross. So peoples that gets their heads chopped off and and such as uh, day... day, still, like, alive and shit for a while. That's <sighs> awful. And I... Well, you know, regardless of the awfulness, or irregardless of that not being a word, in February of 1922, Andrew was brought before the guillotine. He bade farewell to his attorneys and presented them with some artwork that he had drawn while in prison. They looked inside the frame. His attorneys would have found... Or had they looked inside the frame, his attorneys would have found a written confession from Landrieu admitting his crimes and the means by which he disposed of the bodies, but it wasn't discovered until nearly 50 years later. He declined to hear a mass, and he rejected the traditional glass of brandy from his jailer. Landrieu indignantly refused to make a statement, saying the very question was an insult. He stood before the guillotine, which had been the preferred form of execution in France since its revolution uh, a little over a century before he knelt down and within moments the blade had fallen and one of the coldest motherfucking mash murderers of fucking just lonely sad ladies of all time died without ever expressing a single word of remorse for his deeds
2: Wow. Fucking Zowie, man. Yes, yes. The... The... the
0: wah, wah, fucking... The trombone is... That was... That was perfect. That was the Thank right you. reaction for the story, James. Uh, it was very adult. It was very... I mean, I can tell how much you've grown. Uh-huh. Uh, I can tell that those, those night... Those uh-huh. night classes, they're, they're certainly help, they're uh-huh. helping with the lisp. Um, you are... <laughs> you are still, unfortunately... Um, you, a chicken fucker? Yes. Um, a chicken fucker. Uh, and and I think you have your shoes on the I'm mountain? a chicken hooker? What did you just Dad? say? No, I'm a ch- no, yep. no. Not a chicken hooker, no, Bring i at least a chicken escort,
1: motherfucker. Get it right. Alright, I'm a classy no, bitch. No,
0: you just fuck chickens. I don't think
1: that's... I'm classy a as chicken fuck. Chicken, you're so. just not worthy of
0: seeing it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> And that's real class. Is yeah. what that is, yeah, ass class.
2: <laughs>
0: hmm. That's the name. Of, that's the name of my new yeah. mixtape. <laughs> it's coming up, dropping real soon. Oh yeah, soon. You get it dropping. Ass, ass class. class. Um, I like it. I like it. class of the ass. So, um, I I I would like to to ask you both again because I asked you once before, and I will now do so a second time. What do you guys think, man? Like, how'd you, how'd you like the, the Landry story? We didn't go... Uh, that I used different research this time, so we wouldn't be trying to, to reproduce the same episode again. And mm-hmm. uh, what I, I grabbed this time uh, certainly didn't go into uh, a whole lot of detail uh, into what the, the the sisters of two of the, the, the missing slash murdered ladies went through. And, I mean, they did... All of the police's work. All of it. They're, they... Yeah. They, they traveled, they talked to people, and they <clears throat> compiled this huge dossier on Landry. And then gave Super it... Super
2: sister salutes.
0: Gave it basically to the French FBI, which was the uh, the, the police flying squad, I believe. I, I don't remember how to say it in French. Uh and then the head of it was like, "Yeah, hey everybody, here's this dossier that we compiled," <laughs> you know, and took all the credit for it. And the the uncooperative dickishness of Landrew in court cannot be understated. He was a a one hundred percent the entire fucking Yeah
1: he's a little boring honestly with it.
2: (laughs) Yeah he's quite the bastard.
1: His like he killed a lot of people but it was like almost totally without emotion. It was just for money. He didn't have like any real reason for doing it other than he wanted money. Like he didn't have like a bad childhood as far as we know. He didn't have some tipping point in his life and then during the and during the court case yeah, he's it. not even acting crazy or anything he's not even being entertained during a court case he's just like no, fuck you yeah. Nope. not saying it not.
0: but there were crazy things about the trial like the fact that uh, <laughs> some of the ladies that, <clears throat> that he disappeared were not only not wealthy they were damn near destitute some of these ladies had zero money Uh, Which I I would then think, like, he he did say, you know, hey, I met this one lady because she wanted me to sell her furniture or whatever. So maybe that's true. Maybe it's true that this lady wanted him to sell the furniture. And then when he did so, instead of giving her the money from the furniture sales, he then just absconded (laughs) even with the furniture and the money. And she was like, hey, I don't think I really agree with you doing that very much. And he was like, well, hey, how would you like to take a, a, a one-way train ride to my beautiful mansion in uh, in Gombe?" <laughs> and she was like, I think so I would like that very much. You. Thank you very much. Yes, I would, I would love to take a train ride. He's like, yeah, you would. You how,
1: how would you like a knife in the stomach real quick?
0: Oh man, that's... What do you that's mean? That's garbage.
1: almost definitely what Nothing. he did. It's,
0: uh, no, he probably, uh, from all, all accounts, he probably
2: strangled him.
1: See, so that's even worse, though.
2: Yeah, uh, That's a little bit more
1: Yeah, that's more personal it's, and that that's probably more painful, honestly. It's,
2: it seems like it, it would be more personal, and, and it could certainly be, but <clears throat> if you're not the type... That actually gets off on murdering people. If you're not the type that actually enjoys that part of it, mm-hmm. then strangling someone is probably the easiest way uh, that you can also detach yourself from what's mm-hmm. going on.
0: Right, right. Because and and it's, it's the least gory. Yeah, thing.
1: there's no you clean up really or anything. You don't really cleanest. have to look yeah. at like what you've done. Basically, like you don't have to look at a puddle of blood on the floor and be like, "Oh shit, that's me." You just see a sleeping lady, whose neck's a little
0: blue.
2: Yeah. 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 No. Wait, how
0: do so, you know? what color their next turn James. Uh. uh
2: hmm. Um. Hmm. Hmm.
0: It was right of me to call the FBI and tell the, the Flying Brigade things that I made up about what you're doing, and that they'll be at your house tomorrow at Oh, 7.
1: great! I'll make cookies.
0: <laughs> oh, what? you'll make cookies for them. Uh, but not put for
1: them. on some tea and make some cookies. Hey. It's just nice to have company, and yet you know.
0: Wonder, you, you wonder why rule cookies. number one was created.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember it's not too great. Okay. <clears throat> Rob's shenanigans as well. So, um,
0: I'm glad that we got this done, Chris. Is your recording still recording?
2: It most certainly is.
1: Yes!
2: Oh man. Yes. The, the whole time. The terror sweat has subsided.
0: <clears throat> so sweet. Um and also, guys, we have to get together uh soon because I told I told you two what my my next episode is gonna be about. And boy, is it not an easy one to listen to. Um and that is all I will give you until next time we meet on another man, he really did just strangle those ladies, steal all their money and throw their bodies in his oven and then toss their bones maybe somewhere like a lake, I guess, maybe? Episode of See, No, Hear, No, Speak
2: The UFOs, the conspiracies, the the this guy was quite the bastard indeed. And he came with the Midas. Oh, the Midas. Yeah, he did.
1: And <laughs> I'm sorry, I was abiding <laughs> by rule
2: one. And James. Oh, man. Come on, rule one. i on a, Jason. It's
0: not a real rule. It's just like a, hey, shut up already.
1: And Come hi, I'm James. Person.
0: Jane and James Conan is a person for sure, I think. Could be six raccoons that stole some guy's skin and beautiful hair.
1: It's entirely possible.
0: Time will tell. Time and the vivisection I have planned tomorrow at seven will tell. (laughs) (laughs) Mwahahahaha. Mwahahahaha. Indeed. And... Countdown. Three, three two, one.
2: Hello. Good night,
0: children of the sun. Mm. Good
2: night.